0: So my dang once saw what a dance. Um, Honestly, when I was told I was going to it, I thought it was just a dance conference where um, we all get together and show, I guess, our forms of dance. So I'm from the Cook Islands and I do Cook Island dancing. I consider myself both a student and teacher of Cook Island dancing. So um, to my um, shock, when we did turn up, there was a gathering or the dance in itself was a movement towards self-determination. And there was a um, huge influence on West Papua. And um, I didn't know too much about West Papua at that stage, but I did leave um, with, I think, more of an understanding of West Papua and how um, my dance, so whether it be yeah, my dance, my movement can contribute to bringing about self-determination and solidarity to West Papua. So it's still a work in progress. Um, I'm still learning, but um, it definitely opened up my mind to what um, I guess is happening in the centre of the Pacific, which um we've put in the centre of the Pacific, which is West Papua.
1: And the impact that that has is it ripples out mm.
0: throughout the rest of the Pacific. Yes, for sure.
2: Mm. For sure. Um, yeah, I well, was in a similar situation with Te um, in terms of not knowing where um, what the purpose of the um, conference was. I knew that it was about... Um, finding... De- I knew that it was about decolonizing the mind and self-empowerment, de- self-determination, and um, and that they were open to people. They were open to the idea of anybody coming in, um, into the movement. And that was almost the confusing thing about it because it's sort of like, what am I doing in a room, as a, as a commercial dancer, what am I doing in a room with all these... Um, I, like, activists and, um, you know, lecturers and academics. Like, I'm I'm not sure I understand the connection. But then, um, yeah, like, there was a lot of information over the six-day conference, and there was a lot of listening, a lot of wor- workshopping, a lot of talking. Um, I was not very up-to-date with current events and world issues and... Um, and I felt like I was the a running idea was the idea of um the empire. The empire being um those who colonize and those who take over and those who um well it's Western society. Um and and I felt like um I represented that like in the uh, by being there, like I, well, the things that I liked, the things that I did, it just seemed kind of like I um, was an advocate for for the wrong side, but understood both sides. Um, yeah. Is that
1: because you come from the west?
2: Yes, and that's uh, and also just because of the the way my mind worked um, in terms of what I valued and what I kind of thought about the direction I see my future going in and, um, how I, the, the way I thought I could control my, my life and my future and, um, what I knew about my past and, um, and how I looked at the present. Um, yeah. Like I felt like I was just like, Ooh, let's have fun. Um, yeah. Like, it was more about... Like, it was selfish, essentially, is what it was. And then... And then after the... uh, Even after the conference, I didn't really know. I didn't really know what exactly I felt. But then when I came back to New Zealand, I had a literal epiphany and my whole world changed. And I could see it changing. And it was awesome. It was so great. Um, Yeah. And I feel like what i have learnt from um the conference is that i ca- uh, is that you can't give up and you have to have faith in humanity and you also have to be strategic about how you make a change to other people um in terms of trying to get people to realize trying to get people to change their lifestyles to better all of us as a human race. Ultimately. Very, ultimately. <laughs> but. Um, Rock on. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Rock on, brother. <laughs> uh, I get into that. <laughs> I guess I just um, put into more context. I mean, I gave Tekuda and Manoa material, like, <clears throat> you know, background about the event, but. It's sort of one thing to read it and then another thing to be surrounded by the reality of it. Yeah. And and what the what the Madang uh Once All Water Dance Um Conference was was a gathering of artists, activists, students, and really only a handful of academics. Um and the and, and what the, the interesting bit, bit in the mix is the theologians. So they were theologians. And, um, and it's a, it, it was an event sponsored by the Pacific Conference of Churches, the Pacific Network on Globalization, and the Bismarck Ramu Group, which is, um, is an NGO in Papua New Guinea, which focuses on education, awareness, and empowerment of communities around logging and mining. Um, and uh, and so, you know, these and, and a few other partner organizations organized this dance. Um, and I love that it's called a dance. It's so subversive. <laughs> um, but in, in some ways it was organized to fill a void that has been left by the demise of the nuclear-free and independent Pacific movement. So when NFIP, as we used to call it, kind of lost momentum after nuclear testing um, ended in 1996, um, all these NGOs, all these um, community-based organizations that had once worked very conscientiously together in solidarity across the Pacific had nothing bringing them together anymore. And they kind of just fell into their own patches and were working, going back and kind of working on 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 their co- co-papa in isolation and so the pacific Conference of churches pacific network on globalization and B- bismarck ramu group um uh as i said with other partner organizations um f- you know thought the time was um ripe for 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 our our different movements to to join to, to come back together and um and help each other address um our our issues. And work the commonalities. in commonalities? Yes. Work in solidarity. Um, you know, um uh whether it's political self determination or environmental self determination or cultural self determination, um, you know, these are all things we can help each other on, we can share strategies, we can we can um raise awareness, um and provide provide much needed um moral support really, you know. Um so what's what 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 what's you know um kind of evolved as part of um the organizing is that um quite astonishingly different groups the all the different groups who've come together, um Rapa Nui, Hawaii, Guam um, you know, Bougainville, Fiji, um, and these are all, you know, not governments <laughs> that are coming together. These are just community-based organizations. They've come together from all these countries in Papua New Guinea, and, and they've agreed that the most outrageous, the most scandalous, the most unacceptable thing that's taking place right now is the way the world is ignoring West Papua. And so all these different groups have agreed that West Papua needs to be our focus because West Papua helps us understand mining, logging, cultural decimation, you know, the the, the uh, gender-based violence, um, torture, the abuse of human rights, all sorts of things, they are all there in West Papua. Um, and when we pay attention to West Papua, it helps us then pay attention to the things around us and at home. So if you pay attention to resource extraction and mining in west papua it'll sh- it'll shine the light on resource resource exploitation and mining in your own backyard as well because right? often it's the resources that are what keeps, and this is your word Manua, the empire present. Absolutely. That's why they're there. You know. That's why they. That's why they're there. It's the only reason that they're there. (laughs) So it doesn't become a thing around a moral issue. Yeah. 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 So it's an economical one. Yeah. The moral support is what we give each other, and yeah, but yeah, they're, they're not working to a moral code, the empire anyway.